When you're responding to people, you're always the effect in being reactive. But we know you're more productive, you're more happy when you're cause versus being the effect. So as you breed that confidence and that knowledge, over a year, two years, three years, you'll start to understand this better. It's not gonna happen overnight. We all have days that we're off. It's just, what do you, what's your reaction to it? Do you get deeper into it or do you counter it and move forward? I told everybody around me, I'm willing to sleep in the street and lose my car and everything to make this happen because I want it so bad. But I don't think people want it that bad, dude. That's why they're not willing to do it. But we all have that one thing that's at the edge of our comfort zone saying, hello, but we keep running away. You have to confront it. All of them say it. How many of those videos have we seen put out? And they always say the same thing. I wish I would have done blank, you know? So do blank, whatever blank is for you. <laughs>
Um, we're starting, as you saw the teaser, for our uh, Team BC reality show, which is awesome, man. And everything has just been rocking and rolling. My coaching program, I have over 300 members now. I think last year, I probably had 150, 200. So that's rocking and rolling. We're doing live events now that I host, yeah. right? Um, so really everything has just been blowing up, man. My personal journey, as far as mindset, some of those things we're gonna talk about has yeah. really evolved. And overall, I just think um, if we're gonna refer to a flower, I've been blossoming more. So I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. That's awesome. And I know it's, it's all great. You're moving forward. Do you wanna share during this last year a tough moment and how you dealt with, with that? Uh, as far as mindset. Yeah. Well, one of the biggest growths for me the last year, uh, Pete, was I have a tremendous amount now, especially compared to you know a year or two ago. I have a lot more compassion for people because you know, whenever you put yourself out there, uh, whether you have a social media following or not, whenever you're doing something that you're considered a trailblazer for, like let's say your family never started a business and you're like, hey, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to be the first one in our family to start a business that gets welcomed with a lot of criticism. So as much as people want to see you succeed, they also don't want to see you succeed. So we see a lot of jealousy and hatred and, and critiques from people who supposedly are in our circle that are supposed to support us, right? But on top of that, now you add the element that if I put that on Facebook, the whole world can see it. So one of the biggest breakthroughs for me the last year was since my following, my attention levels have gone up by virtue of the numbers going up, I'm getting more criticism and hate. But there was a huge shift this last year to where now it doesn't have an effect on me like it used to. I don't want to say anything back. I look at everybody differently now and I see it as an opportunity to either learn something myself or maybe get in a communication with the individual and teach them something. Because maybe they're not even aware of their behavior. Maybe they're not aware of some of these uh, pieces, we can say, of communication that I've learned and how what we put out is what we get, right? Because we just simply are patterned as human beings. If we had a pattern of always being yelled at by our parents, we think when we get in a leadership position or we become a parent that we're supposed to yell at our kids unless we study and learn. So that's been the biggest breakthrough for me, man. And it's been incredible because from a personal fulfillment standpoint, I've skyrocketed. Because now I never really create that negative energy or, or kind of hatred for people. It's almost just compassion, gratitude, and not that I'm, people confuse that with being soft, yeah. right? And you're a fighter, you know, but you don't have to always, you know, the lion isn't always walking around like that. He turns on when he needs to turn on, yeah. right? But most of the time he's walking around relaxed. So it gives me a lot more sense of being more cause in my life versus being the effect. When you're responding to people, you're always the effect in being reactive. But we know you're more productive, you're more happy when you're cause versus being the effect. I love that. Uh, what does uh, BC do on days when you don't feel like waking up, you don't feel like uh, having uh, an audience that watches you or going to meetings and doing business? How do you pick yourself up in those moments? Great question. Uh, there's a lot that I do. One of the things I always preach to people, and, and we know this as a fact, is you gotta have power players around you. You know, who you, who you keep as company tells me a lot about you. I could do something as simple as call you or call somebody else that I know who is normally on their game, and just a quick conversation with them will, will lift me. As far as uh, personally, I have a lot of rituals that I do. Before every speech that I do, I'll go to the bathroom or maybe go behind stage if I'm on a stage, and for one minute, I take myself through visualizations of me 
pretending to be an emperor back in maybe the Roman days and talking in front of, you know, a million people and having that, that status of, okay, this is our leader. He's going to come out and give the speech for, you know, the next thing that's going to happen, right? The revolution or whatever. And that, that imagery, that emotion, it immediately shifts my mood. Now, being backstage and not wanting to do that speech, all of a sudden in one minute turns into, let's go. Yeah. I'm going out there like a Spartan, you know what I mean? Like I'm ready to go. If there's a million people here or 10 people, they're gonna get the best speech ever. So it's a simple trick and ritual, right? A lot of that stuff I learned in NLP. Little techniques that you do to anchor certain emotions or be able to very rapidly change your state. And the last thing I do is I check my physiology, my body language. When we tend to be low energy or not feeling good, we tend to slouch, you know, we're not smiling. Um, and, and there's a lot of indicators physically. So if we simply just sit up straight, you'll start to feel better, right? So those are some of the little tricks that I do because we all have days that we're off. Yeah. It's just what do you, what's your reaction to it? Do you get deeper into it or do you counter it and move forward? Awesome. Yeah. And uh, in your coaching program, Modern Success, you, you also work with a lot of young real estate agents, entrepreneurs yeah. who a lot of times maybe lack, you know, confidence. And I'm, I'm talking about real yeah. confidence because acting right. cocky yeah. and being <laughs> a mouse is not the same as being a lion just chilling in the sun, right? Right, right, right. So what, what do you want to say to those people here mm -hmm. now that have, have a big goal, big dream, but mm -hmm. they lack confidence? You know, I found my confidence initially because um, I, I hear that question a lot. You know, it's a regular thing. So let's rewind to me being in real estate as an example. I found my confidence initially by saying, you know, I don't have these advantages, right? I'm not older. I don't have experience. I was borrowing my dad's suit at the time, his jacket. So the sleeves were like to here because he's a little <laughs> bit shorter than me. And my pants were too high, right? I had everything working against me. But I said, okay, um, I'm working on my mindset, right? But that's going to take time. What's a practical way that I can start to build confidence? And I said, well, I need to know what that thing is that I want confidence in. So this is sales. I'm going to be sitting with the customer and meeting with the customer. I need to know what to say. So when they have a conversation with me, regardless of all those other things, when you have a conversation with somebody, all that disappears in my field. So if I can be lethal with my words and my conversations, that will give me time to catch everything else up. But in those moments, they're going to say, wow, Brian's good. Now that's still going to take time too, but that's the one thing I can focus on that I have control. So that's what I looked at. What do I have control of? So I got my script books, right? I started following agents and listening to them with customers and watching. I started reading my scripts, dude, hours a day. After a week, I had every script and they gave us 20 scripts. I had them all memorized. You could call me at three in the morning. Hey, what's line five on script number six? And I would tell you like that. That is what gave me that confidence. So to those entrepreneurs, there is a skill or something in your control in that field that you're in, that if you master that through your own effort, that will give you that initial confidence. Not all of it, but enough to get you going that then will get you that first sale that then will start breeding that confidence. Okay, now I'm getting experience. Now you get the swagger, like they say, you get a little bit more, but that's all I focused on because you have what you can't control, which is all those things that people focus on. I'm too young, I have braces, I don't have a suit, right? No one's gonna trust me, I don't have a network, I have no sales experience. That's how everybody talks to themselves. But what can we control? I could control my effort in studying and perfecting my craft. And that's all I did. And within weeks, people are like, who's this kid? I'm walking around with my chest up. Like, because I bred that confidence in myself with my hard work. 
The question is, is are you dedicated enough to do that? Because it's not fun. People make fun of me. Oh, you robot. You're just learning the scripts. Da, da, da. But within a couple of weeks, they're like, hey, what are you doing? How are you getting these sales? You're new. I've been in the business five years and I can't get one. What are you doing? Well, it's this, the boring work that nobody wants to do. Right? That, that was the focus for me, man. And that's how I build that initial foundation of confidence. Yeah. I, I love that. And yeah. I think it's what you, you said before, cause or why or whatever it might be. Like, for example, every time I do a podcast, I, I always think, think about this. This is not about me anymore. Yeah. This is about sharing. I, I have a commitment to the world to, to help at least 10 million people. So now it's yeah. not about if I had a bad day, if I had a bad call. Hey, I got to show up and be on point because somebody's life could actually change, you know? Yeah. And when I, when I change that perspective, everything changes because now it's not only about me. And I, I talked to Leora Machida, the UFC champ, a couple of weeks ago, and he said that too. Like when he sees people at 35, 40, like giving up on life, it's like, no, that's, that's sad. Or if yeah. you're 20 or wherever you're, if you're listening now, giving up on life, you don't have to be a fucking world champion or a, the best real estate agent or whatever it is, but be good at something. So mindset, how do, what's the best way to start building a good mindset? Well, I mean, this is a, a multi-layered discussion yeah. if we're going to talk about mindset. The first thing I would tell people is, uh, the first piece of advice that I give is become more aware of just everything day to day. You know, I, I look at, and I say this to people as a, I present them this like uh, challenge or kind of question. And I say, look, have you ever stopped to look at people like when you're driving on the streets and on the freeway, when you're in the mall and you're walking around and just looking at people, have you seen the expression on their face? How so many people seem like, they're not even alive, you know? And when I look at that, I say the outer look of somebody, right? Their facial structure, their posture, all of that is a result, is the effect of the cause, which is how they talk to themselves and what they're aware of, what they listen to, right? Because that ultimately becomes you. So the first homework item I give people is, how do you speak to yourself? If I was to get a megaphone, you know, the ones that announce loud, and I put it on your ear, and every thought you had for a day or every question or statement you said to yourself was broadcasted to the world, how would you feel? And I see people go, right? They're, they're like, oh my God, no, you know? Because people, their own self-talk is so bad. Oh, I'm so lazy. Oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, I can't do that. It's like, whoa. But what they don't realize is everything you say to yourself and everything you listen to is recorded in your subconscious mind. So if you've patterned yourself, like I said in the beginning, we're all running on patterns, to now speak to yourself in that way, you've literally cast a spell on yourself. You know how we spell words? Spell. The word spell is in there. It's magic. You're causing yourself to become that. If you say, I'm lazy to yourself five times a day for 10 years, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to have that tendency. Your mind's going to say, I'm lazy. That's a command you're giving to yourself. So that's the first thing to work on your mindset because when you do that, that's what now starts affecting the machine of the body because your thoughts and imagery input to your body. Many times when someone has an extreme fear to cold call as an example, it's not the act of cold calling. It's what their mind created, that movie reel that then they respond to that creates the emotion that gets them to do that. Versus me, I look at cold calling as money, success, helping somebody. I'm like, Let's do it. 
I push everybody out of the way to grab the phone where everyone else is like, whoa, what's the difference? We have the same script. We have the same opportunity. We all have hands we can dial. It's the mental imagery. So when you start working on your self-talk, it not only will help you become more aware of how other people are speaking to you and you're speaking to them, but you'll become much more aware of how you're talking to yourself and you can start changing it. So as a, as a little homework item I can give them is every time you tell yourself something negative, immediately counter it with something positive. And if you really want to be all out, do two. You say something negative, say two empowering things to counter the balance. Because however old they are watching, 20, 30, 15, 50, you've, you've set that pattern in your mind for a long time. So it's going to take a lot of time to chop that tree down because you've patterned yourself for so long and you've had these habits and you're not even aware of it. It's crazy. You know, I, I look at people who maybe they get cut off in traffic. That's a reaction that's patterned. They didn't think, okay, I'm going to get mad. It's just reaction. Right. And they're not even aware of it. So that's where it starts, man. That's where it starts. I'm, I'm not going to sell people a seminar or anything. Start with that. Become more aware of you. Even when I go on drives, I, tr I try to very, be very, very aware of the whole drive. Because I'll tell people, the last place you drove was 15 or 20 minutes. Do you remember anything? Most people are like, nope. So what were you listening to music? What was the conversation? All of that just went right into your subconscious mind because you weren't aware of it. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think we're... Kind of so many things are happening at the same uh, at time that we forget yeah. to be present. Um, yeah, I love that. And I, and I think uh, a lot of people, they want the results first and spend money after or a guarantee. And uh, we as athletes, we know you do all the fucking work and then maybe you get rewarded at the end, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, can, there can only be one winner. And yeah. I think... How do we, like people that are listening to this right now, they're like, hey, I, I would like to do that, but I don't want to take that risk. Or yeah. What do you want to say to them? Well, you have to look at both sides, right? With the risk comes a reward. So the higher the risk typically, the bigger the reward. That's a dynamic and a polarity similar to cause and effect, right? Those are the laws that I always think about and operate on. So if I'm going to stay in my little bubble, then I can expect to get bubble results. It's scary. I was, I was so scared, man making that, I was almost crying signing that contract to give them my money on that credit card. Because again, I, my mind was like, what are you doing? But I was like, I've talked to people who are successful and they said they did this. Like I have to trust in that, right? There's no way to do that, but do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could, I could hypnotize you and do all the stuff <laughs> to get you to do it, but it's literally a decision where for a lot of people, it's that moment when their back is against the wall and they have no other option. And they're like, okay, I gotta do this. I'm sick of this, let's go. Like maybe somebody passes away or, you know, uh, something dramatic happens in their life for them to say, okay, I have to do this now. But we don't have to be at that point because I, I was pretty low, but I wasn't that low. We need to finally say, you know what, this is something I might have never done, but hey, I got to do it. If I don't take any risk at all, then I'm going to live the average Joe life. The average Joe doesn't take any risks. And what do they live like? The average Joe. And again, I'm not just talking about money. Because you know what happens now? Something like I did where I'm crazy enough because I've talked to so many TV networks and they tell me, no, I'm starting my own show. Yeah. You think that's not risky? Putting all of my personal business, even more so, on the internet? But had I not taken that step six or seven years ago to pay with my credit card for that coaching, I wouldn't even be dreaming of doing something like this. So it's a sliding scale. And it's a necessary requirement for you to finally do something new. You're doing something new. Anything you do new is scary. 
You remember the first time you fought? How scary was that? First time I boxed or sparred? Scary. First time I picked up a basketball? Scary. First time you talk to a girl and you approach her? Scary. It's always scary. It's always risky. But you can always bounce back. That's the thing. You only lose when you quit. And that's what people forget. So had I not been able to pay that credit card and I got taken to collections, I still would have stayed in real estate and figured it out. If I had to sleep on the street, man, I was that willing. I told everybody around me, I'm willing to sleep in the street and lose my car and everything to make this happen because I want it so bad. But I don't think people want it that bad, dude. That's why they're not willing to do it. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the, the problems a, a lot of times in life that we, our actions are not aligned with our mm -hmm. goals, which yeah. is a big problem. Why do you think this is so important to you that you're willing to even sleep on the street? Like, yeah. what, what, does, what is that is driving you? It's just a, a commitment to, for me, if I'm going to give my own personal story behind it, I was always that kid that was doubted. So I always feel like I had a chip on my shoulder, right? What I changed was I used to do it to prove people wrong. I don't do that anymore. I just do it for me. I'm to the point now where the excitement for me is what else can I do? I feel like anything I touch now, I'm doing great at it, but I believe in myself. And now the fun aspect for me, the excitement is how far can we take this? Like with the show, you know, my, my vision is, even though people would call me crazy, I want to do better than the TV shows. I want this to be the show where someone's like, Hey, I watched million dollar listing. Oh dude, you watch that. Oh, you got to watch this show. It's only on YouTube right now, but it's even better. That's what I want. Where anybody, if I told, let's say, 100 people, they would laugh at me. But I don't care. Just like with the whole sleeping in the street thing. It's the same thing. It's, it's a commitment to see what I can do. Our limitations were given to us by the people who brought us up. Period. I was told, we're not in the social class to make money. You'd be very happy if you even get a stable 9 to 5. I was sold this level of life, below the knees. I said, I want to be a titan, 100 feet in the air, level life. And my curiosity, even as a child, to see how far I could take it and if it was even possible was what drives me, man. Because I saw people around me being hypnotized, because we're all hypnotized, by the opinions and estimations of others. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to live by those rules. Just like the first man who broke the four-minute mile. You remember that? And then within a year, what, 30 people did it? But what was in the mind of that guy? He just thought it was possible. He's like, I'm going to go for it. And that's what it's about, man. I love that. And I, when you were talking about this, I just thought about uh, my second competition in karate when I was 15 years old. Um, I lost, I think, 8-0 in 30 seconds. And that's, if you lose with 8-0, it's like technical default. They yeah. stop the fight. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was just like, and that was my second tournament. And one thing that hit me in that moment was that I'm, I'm doing this. I didn't even care that much. My first thought was like, shit, what are people going to think? But then yeah. I was like, no, I'm actually doing this. Yeah. And I'm doing it for real. So I just want to tell you, if you're trying and you fail, quote unquote, miserably, just like I did, as long as you regroup and learn, mm -hmm. because there's a gap. When you go to a tournament like I did and you didn't win, there's a gap. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't yeah. mean that you suck. The only thing, there's a gap. Yeah. And are you willing to do the work to bridge that gap? Mm -hmm. uh, so even research shows, I was re reading this special edition of Time called Success that is out now. And even research shows that 
the most quote unquote talented people are not the, the people that are succeeding the most. It's the people with perseverance that yep. are willing to go the mm -hmm. extra mile. And so love that. Gratitude. How important is gratitude in life when it comes to success, you think? Tremendous, man, because from a vibrational standpoint, right? Like the words that we use as an example. If I tell you, if I put you down or tell you bad words, it lowers your vibration and my vibration, right? If people uh, want to learn a little bit more about that, you would look at the emotional tone scale with the top being, you know, enthusiasm, optimism, passion, you know, those kind of things. So when it comes to, um, when it comes to gratitude, I make sure to do a gratitude practice in the morning, right? I, I always, in my meditation, the last two or three minutes, will pick two or three things, could be anything that I'm gra uh, grateful for because it, it like puts a switch off in you, right? And we know that how you are and how you feel is gonna determine how you walk, how you talk, how you interact with people. And then maybe because you did that exercise and you're feeling good, you'll say hi to that person that first person you see, and then that turns into that opportunity that you need. Or that becomes that one connection that a year later introduces you to somebody else at a party that then is that one person you need to start your business, right? That's how the law of attraction and all that stuff works. But that's why that practice of gratitude and creating that feeling, because that's really what it is, it's a feeling and a vibration in oneself. Then everything outward falls into place. And I think that's huge, because when I look at some of my best moments, it's because of that. Maybe I was feeling a little extra grateful or I had that very high vibe and I ended up talking to different people or being at the right place at the right time with the right vibe that attracted that person or opportunity. And that's where the magic happens. But it's a practice you have to do every day. And you don't need, I remember being in my 400 square foot apartment where I would do my old videos where you could see how small my apartment was in my videos and I would send that to my clients, right? But I was grateful for that 400 square foot apartment. So regardless of what people told me, my internal state was, hey, I have a place to live, I have a roof over my head, you know, I have a refrigerator, it's not big, but you know, cause it had the big spot for the refrigerator, but I couldn't afford it. So I had a smaller refrigerator, so I had all the space, but I was like, I'm, I'm grateful for, for this. I'm grateful for what I have. So you don't need a lot to feel grateful, but it really changes you as a person and you start having a different perspective and you have a different uh, presence around people. Yeah. And that's what will allow you to overcome criticism and judgment at an even higher level because that's such a higher vibration than criticism and hate and judgment that it won't even affect you. That's why I'm at the point now where it really doesn't affect me. I wanna help those people sometimes, especially if I see an opportunity. I'm not like, oh, I need to fight them back. I'm way above that now. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah, yeah, makes sense. And it's, it's, it's a great level to be at. And uh, if you wanna be a true leader, that's yeah. the next step. You're out fighting, then Absolutely. hey, if you're a true leader, it's not all about the fighting, it's yeah. about helping, helping the pack, so to speak. Absolutely, yeah. And, uh, I'm curious, like you have this big goal to make a million two fifty this this year. Mm -hmm. How do you how do you deal with that? Because you know what to do every day, but also staying present. Mm -hmm. You know, not only focusing on the outcome, but also yeah. being present in every interaction in in, in yeah. all of that. Well, I mean, the goal is always in the back of my mind. I know we're going to have just like anything else, uh, the law of rhythm, right? We're going to have days where we're really on it, and the days where we're off months where in cycles where business is a little bit better, a little bit worse. So my thing is all I can control, like I said earlier, is me, my awareness, and how I respond to things. So in the midst of this good days, bad days on the outside, I focus myself on staying in the middle as much as possible. So when I need to respond to something, instead of taking an hour to respond, I respond in five minutes. Um, if I need to 
deal with a client who maybe is a little bit flustered, it's okay, I'll, I'll step away for a second, get ahead on another project, then circle back to them in 20 minutes and maybe their mood has gotten better and now I can communicate with them again and get the result. So it's about controlling me and not getting caught up in that cycle. You know how they say go with the flow? I don't agree with that. Because if I go with that flow, I'm gonna be high and then crash, high and then crash. I don't want that. I wanna be the flow and I want the flow to go around me. I wanna be the eye of the storm. You get what I'm saying? And I think hitting the goals now, I'm seeing that's infinitely more important than just the, the, the calls or the meetings. It's more about that because the result after that is out of our control. We don't know if the client's gonna say yes, even if we do everything right. I've been in situations, in sales situations, where like, I did that perfect and we didn't get the deal. I'm sure you've been in fights, you're like, man, I was perfect and I still didn't get the win. So we know that's gonna happen. So that tells me all I need to control is me and stay as centered as possible. So in that situation where we do it perfect and we don't get the sale, how do we respond? Are we right back at it? Or do we take two days? Oh man, we lost that sale and oh my, I can't believe it. Can you believe they told us no? And we play that whole game and we get caught up in the swing this way. No, I wanna stay in the middle. And if the, if the focus is on that, I notice everything else takes care of itself because that's a deeper rooted uh, plane, we can say, to operate on versus just a surface level. Oh, well I made 10 calls. How come I didn't sell a house? You know? Thank you so much, course, Ryan. Man. And that being said, just go after it. And we're super grateful that you are here today. If you want to learn more about modern success, Brian Casella, where can they find you? Uh, Brian Casella on Google. You'll get my YouTube channel, yeah. at Brian Casella for my Twitter, um, Instagram, all that stuff. I'm very easy to find. That's awesome. No, no dirty pictures if you look in the pictures. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story, actually. <laughs> it, it, before I had a picture of myself in a pink bathrobe yeah. and like showing my chest and that ended up like on the first page when people Google me and that wasn't good for me applying for jobs a couple of years <laughs> but I got it away it was so funny yeah. so yeah just just watch out what you put on the internet because it stays yeah. forever make sure you're an adult <laughs> if you follow me 18 plus 18 plus yeah, yeah. thank you guys and uh, yeah, if you want to learn more about what we do, if you want more of these conversations, we have more than 160 conversations right now. Go to ilovesuccess.co. And in order for me to accomplish my mission, I need you to share this with somebody and talk about this. And most importantly, go after it in your own life. That's why we're doing it. If nothing happens after this show, I think it's a waste of time because there's so much entertainment out, out there and this might be entertaining but this is more of taking action and education so thank you so much mm -hmm.